0: Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome
1: network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today.
2: Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with
1: Captain Mickey Eastman. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show, hour number two. It's five o'clock here in the Bayou City on a on a nice Sunday morning. Weather's fixing to get kind of nasty, but uh, it sure is nice today. Enjoy it while you can. All right, let's run down Port O'Connor way. Let's check in with our good friend, Captain Lynn Smith, see what he's up to this morning. Good morning, Lynn. How you doing, bud? Oh, pretty good. I'm gassed up and loaded up and
2: ready to head south, man.
1: You're heading south. I'm, uh, I'm heading south. Ahead of that weather, I hope. Yeah, you yeah. got all day today. You're good.
2: Yep, yep. And uh, we got hunters coming from North Louisiana, man. They, um, I thought for sure they'd cancel on us, but uh, no, they're coming, and uh, they're coming on down. These these guys are a lot of fun. They uh, they, they hunt with us every year, and uh, they've been hunting with us for for years and years. And uh, right, well, they're they're characters. They, uh, they <laughs> That's shoot every
1: day. <laughs> yeah.
2: They're they're characters, man. I mean, there's not a hummingbird safe on the ranch. I mean, you know, they shoot everything. You know, there you but, go. <laughs> uh, pigs, boy. Oh, I mean, pigs. I, they don't care how big the pig is. I mean, he's he's in trouble. You know, <laughs> but uh, yeah, they take home a lot of meat. I guarantee you. Well, that's
1: good for yeah. y'all. Pig eradication. Oh, Get them it all. It is,
2: man. It is. Yeah, one year, boy, I pulled up there at the cleaning rack right at dark, and, man, <laughs> they had they had animals hung up. Man, they had big old pig hung up, about a 150-pound pig, and, and and I walked up there to the rack, and, and uh, one of them was skinning this big old pig, and I, I leaned over on the rack, and, and you could feel the fleas jumping off that pig. Oh, Lord. I'm, oh, my goodness, man, I jumped away from that pig. And, boy, they they didn't care. They were just skinning away, man. They they were just man. happy as a lark,
1: you know. <laughs> I said, oh, my goodness,
2: man. Yeah, unbelievable.
1: Yeah, but, I'll tell you, animals are tough critters to live in the wild tough. like that and contend with its fleas and ticks and, you know. Oh, yeah. We see one flea on our dog, and we go crazy, you know, like, man, I can't believe that dog's got a flea on it. But I've, oh, I've yes. seen it where – yeah, that uh, hanging big old hogs up and man, and fleas jumping off there all over you—that's nasty.
2: We we had we had
1: a guy uh,
2: last year, a year before last. We had a guy that uh, man he uh, he came to the ranch manager. He said, "Hey, y'all,
1: y'all got bed
2: bugs, man, in your
1: <laughs> bed in the room
2: here. You, you got bed bugs?" <laughs> I said, "Bed bugs? We don't have any bed bugs." Oh yeah, man, look at me—I'm I'm eating up, man, bed bugs. Well, they were hunting turkeys, you know, and they were. He was sitting in the grass. The chiggers just ate chiggers, him up. Red bugs
1: got him. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bed
2: bugs. Uh-huh. No, he, he'd never had had the uh, chigger experience. <laughs> he oh, does that's now. miserable
1: They get under that skin. Oh. They always go to the warm areas, like your sock oh, lines and your underwear man. lines. I mean,
2: oh, man, they're
1: nasty. I was, on a,
2: I was on a four-wheeler one day, and the grass was real high, and I was riding that four-wheeler, and that front of that four-wheeler would just throw those triggers on you, you know. Oh, oh my goodness. Oh, they ate me up. They did. <laughs> it was really bad.
1: Yeah, I remember when yeah, we were kids, we'd go berry picking with our grandparents and all that, and we'd get back, and uh, we're itching like crazy, and my grandma would put us in a bathtub full of hot water with uh, bleach in it. And it killed Oh them. yeah. That's right. Bleach That's them exactly out of there, right. baby.
2: Yes, sir. Boy, but it sure felt good to scratch them though. <laughs> yeah.
1: Boy, it did. Can't stop scratching them.
2: Oh, oh God, yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. I'm telling you. Yeah, that was funny. He he had never had triggers. <laughs> he had never experienced that. Well he has now.
1: Boy, oh, I talked goodness. to Blaine down in South Texas yesterday because. You know, I'm trying to find me a little window where I can do a two-day escape, go down there and make, you know, two or three quick hunts and come back home, and uh, uh, it's not even work. He, he is so disgusted. His rut will just not bust off. It just won't. It will not happen. It was trying to go off when I was there. And, yeah. And uh, these does just won't come on in. There's still a bunch of them still with yearlings on them. They just won't uh, really? shake them. Yeah. Gonna and, kick him uh, off he's got a he's got a group down there right now, and none of them's dropped a buck yet. nobody's put really? a, put a buck on it. One guy saw a big one yesterday, but he couldn't get a shot at it because it wouldn't stop moving. It was a walk through, and it was huh. you know a long walking shot, and he didn't want to take it but yeah, a lot of young bucks watched, still you know you know I watched the these doe the other
2: day. I watched a doe the other day uh kick a yearling off. You know, mm-hmm. the other one was wanting to nurse, and, boy, she kicked him off. She right. kicked him away.
1: Start boxing you know. him and running him oh, off, yeah. charging him. Yep. Uh-huh. I yeah. saw a little bit of that going on. I said, well, man, I'm going to miss it by about a week, but it it just hadn't kicked in yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It gets later every well, year. You know, about four years ago, we I saw this, the same thing happen, and then as soon as – uh. Regular season close and Blaine got into his quail and He said, "Them big boys come out of the woodwork and were chasing does all over the place, oh, and couldn't oh, do man. nothing about it." Man, it's pretty. Aggravated. It's like you flipped,
2: like you flipped a switch, man. Yeah, yeah, it happens. It really happens, and you, you, you don't know where those deer come from. You know, they just no, come you out don't. of the woodwork.
1: They do, man. When they, when it gets on those, the big boys come. Oh boy. I'm telling you, you
2: know, we, we do the survey with the helicopter, you know, flying over the, over the brush and counting deer and all that with mm-hmm. the, with the biologist. And, uh, it's amazing. Some of the bucks you see in that thick brush and, uh, you can hover over them and they're, they're laid up in there, literally laying down, looking up at you in that brush. Right. And, uh, and they just, they just lay there and look at you big old bucks, you know, and uh, they get used to seeing that helicopter. They're not get, they're not getting up and running it's amazing yeah but uh there's some big old boys but they uh they don't get big but being stupid you know
1: well they don't they really
2: no but boy i tell you what when they when that rut's in when that rut kicks in they get stupid you know they really do
1: yeah because they they got a one-track mind i mean that's that's that's, all right. that's on their mind they don't want to eat and you know and his but all his bucks are still in the ones they do kill are still fat, and uh, they're not broke down, you know, run down mm-hmm. how they get, you know, in their hindquarters. Yeah. And, and uh, it's just not on yet. It's just one of those yeah. years. I don't know whether it was from that, you know, extreme hot summer. You know, they mm-hmm. kind of pushed everything back. I mean, it's it's hard to tell. No broken up
2: tines or anything no, like
1: that? No, no. I, I never saw a deer with a broken tine while I was there. You know, you had your little sparring by your young bucks. You know how they do, trying to be men. Oh, yeah. But, oh, but yeah. Teenagers, you know, sparring and stuff. But I never saw a, a real good buck fight or,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know, any of that. I, I did see a couple of bred does, you know, that came in early, and you could tell their hair was all ruffled up down their sides and on their back before they had been bred. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, uh very few, man. Mm-hmm. Well, I told you,
2: uh, you know, one year in February. I mean, we were, we were still, you know, harvesting does and stuff. And I'm, I mean, in mid-February, yeah. Um, we were sitting. I was sitting in a stand, and I heard something behind me, and I looked back, and and I had a big, I had a big twelve point and a big fourteen point chasing a doe, right. And they were back and forth, back and forth, chasing this one doe, and that was mid-February. You know, it, it was a secondary rut, but, uh, but it was on. I mean, they were hot and heavy after that doe. And they were big, heavy horn, chocolate horn bucks, you know, they were getting right. after it. So, you know, it's, uh, it was on for them, I guarantee you. But, uh, well, they were just, going crazy.
1: You know, so, you even know, our fishing was running behind this year, you know, two weeks to a yeah. month behind, you know, on a lot of patterns that you, uh, you, you grow accustomed to over the years, and I guess the deer are doing the same dang thing. I don't know. Oh, yeah.
2: Well, this ought to, this ought to change up things, too. This this front, this cold snap, it ought to change that fishing up, too, and um, bring it on, you know. Yeah, bring it on. I'll yeah, pull I out all my car We're going to be good
1: <laughs> coastwide. Oh,
2: yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I like, uh, you know, I like Wade throwing car keys. That's one of my big deals. Yeah. I'm, I miss doing that. You know, I, I was talking to some people yesterday about it. And, uh, I was talking to this girl at the, we have a farmer's market on on Saturday and and this girl said, I, I want to learn how to, how to fish a car key. She said, I, I just, I just never have learned how to fish car keys, you know? And she goes down and fishes with Sally and, uh, -hmm. And she said, uh, "I want to. I want to learn how to fish corky." I said, "Well, once you once you do, and once you start catching some really solid fish on them, then you're hooked. You know, you are ruin you.
1: It will completely ruin you. There's nothing better than a than that uh, big old thump on a corky with an eight pound trout on the other end of it. Oh, it will. That's
2: it. Gets your blood. Once
1: you feel that and catch one, you'll never forget it.
2: That's right." That's right. Yep, that's exactly right. You feel that
1: thump. And And the misses. How about all the times you've missed one? I mean, they they thump it so hard they're all over it, and uh, you reel in a donut, you know, that Corky's touching end in, just rolled up like a ball. Corky's doubled up. Yep. You tell me how (laughs) they sucked that in, crushed it in half like that, rolled it up, and you set the hook, and those two treble hooks didn't grab anything. That's amazing. Don't
2: get it. I've had customers do that, and they go, "What? look at this. What do you think did that? I said, well, I know exactly what did that. <laughs> Big trout. <laughs> you better a know that. But... Hey,
1: that's a, real, yeah. that's a real fish when that corky comes back rolled up Ooh. like that.
2: Isn't that the truth?
1: You got it, Oh, man.
2: my goodness. Oh, yeah. yeah. I said, I know exactly what did that. Yeah. You better throw right back in well, there. What
1: do I do? <laughs> Well, straighten that Corky out, get it where it'll run true, and you throw back in that same yep. place several times. He'll come back on it, oh, and, and nine times oh, yeah. out of ten, they will.
2: That's right. That's right. Of course, it takes a little bit to straighten it out.
1: Yeah, it, <laughs> it does. does. Sometimes it'll <laughs> but, uh, it'll ruin them where you can't get them to run true again.
2: That's right. You know, they got that rod through there. But um, – yeah, but boy I tell you what, man, that nothing gets gets the hair on the back of my neck stand up like real in have that corky doubled over like that. Oh my
1: goodness. Because you know what it was. It was well, a good one. Big, you know big mama's lurking when you when That's you right. miss one like that. She's oh, in there.
2: Man. I know I know exactly. Yeah, I've had some good ones on. And this this time of the year is when they're when they're out there, you know. Oh
1: yeah. That's what people gotta, live for from now till about mid, mid to late March. Oh, That's corky season. Oh, it is, man.
2: It is that.
1: And, you know, I
2: uh, I prefer the old original corky. I yes. really do. I yeah, really do.
1: Yeah, got into the fat boys, but, uh, you know, and don't get me wrong, I've caught some really good fish on fat boys, you know. Yeah. I, you know, I, I like it when I'm fishing, you know, fairly shallow. But when I'm yeah. kind of waist deep and doing that fan cast stuff, that original's my bait, go to bait. Me you too. Know, if I'm a court and Me fish. Too. It's just.
2: Yeah. I'm the same way. Uh, that, yeah. clear,
1: that clear glitter with a chartreuse tail.
2: Oh. oh yeah, man. the little hologram. Yeah, oh, the yeah. hologram part. Yeah. That's my favorite on a sunshiny day. Yes, sir. That is my Bring favorite. Bring it
1: clean water. Bring it up. Roll with it. Can't go wrong. <laughs> you better. Yeah, and you can bend
2: that tail any way, any way you want it. You can make it up, come up on top, you can or make go that down thing
1: deep, dance, and do all kinds of stuff with it. You know, and you and, better uh, know it. And then, then the old original—I mean, the probably the best all-around color of all times—just you know, the the white body with that uh, kind of weird green-colored back on it. That just—that's mm-hmm. you know, a good, and that's caught a oh, lot yeah. of big fish over the years. You better know it. You better know it. There's there's
2: a couple of colors that are pretty good. And, uh, yeah, I've, uh, well, actually, old Wallace, he, uh, the one he caught, is his big trout on was the green one, you know, kind of yeah. the
1: green colored. Right. And uh, he showed me that,
2: that bait that he caught that big trout on.
1: Was was that the, the kind of dark green with a glitter in it and the dark green uh-huh. back on it? Yeah. yeah. That's yeah, a that's, good one. That's that a uh, red throat underneath. Boy, that's a mm-hmm. – that was a killer, too. Let me knock this break out, Lynn. I'll be right back, buddy. Hang on. All right. Well, you know, folks, Boyd's One Stop. They're the home of the supercharged, super slimy powerhouse croakers located right at the base of the Tex City Dike. They're easy to find. They're right there at 227 Dyke Road. And if you're looking for quality live bait for your next fishing trip, look no farther than Boyd's. From their tanks to your live well, their bait's as good as you can possibly get. And there's no better way to live your bait than with their oxygen Response system. You can check them out at the store. They have them on display, all their different size bottles, all their regulators, diffusers. And if you need more info on it, call Jason Cogman at 281 701 8107. And if you're looking for wild caught guff shrimp, it's hard to beat. Boyd's, their availability and pricing look for the big U10s and 912s, 1518s. They've got them, and the price is right. Check them out on the web at Boyd'sOneStop.com or you can call the store at 409-945-4001. And when you do, please tell them Captain Mickey sent you.
0: Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit hyundaiusa.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.
2: Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman.
1: Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio Six Ten Outdoor Show. All right, five nineteen here in the Bayou City. All right, Liam, we're back, man.
2: My best trot on a on
1: a Carky Devil,
2: and right, um, man. I'll tell you what. Uh, I'd gone by Paul's house, Paul Brown's house, and. Um, You know that was good for two hours. Every time I go to Paul's house, yeah, because every time I go by there, you know, he'd want to talk, and we'd sit and shoot the bull for at least two hours. Oh uh, yeah, oh yeah, we. Those were good old days, weren't they? Man, I'm telling you, you know, we'd sit and talk and talk fishing and hunting and everything. But uh, anyway. I told him, I said, Well, I'm going to Baffin, you know. And he said, Oh, man, he said, uh, Let me show you what I just made. And, he, and he'd made a Corky Devil with a paddle tail. And he said, uh, I just made these. He said, um, Here, take a couple of these with you and, and let me know how they do, how they work. And I said, Oh, man, that's that's awesome. So, um, yeah. So I took him to Baffin with me and, and uh, I was determined to catch a fish on those. And it was, it was in March and, man, it was cold and nasty and raining. And, you know, one of those typical days you catch a big trout, you know, that's the kind of days you catch the big ones, you know, and man, I threw that bait all morning long. I, I was determined to catch a good fish on it. And, uh, I caught one fish and, uh, and that fish was, uh, over, over, uh, well over 30 and, and weighed over 10 pounds. Oh man. And uh, Oh, she was a pig, you know, and I tried to let her go. I had her by the tail and uh trying to resuscitate her, but, uh, I had hooked her. She inhaled that that devil, and she had her down. I had her hooked right down, at the base of where the where her gills join, right at her yeah. throat, and uh, right in the I, crushers, right in the crushers, right there. And I reached in there with my hemostats, and I just popped that hook out, and I didn't think she was hurt, you know. And so I had her by the tail, and I was trying to resuscitate her, and I saw a little blood come out, and I went, oh. So I thought, well. I better put on a stringer and see what she does, you know? So I put on a stringer and a few minutes later I looked back at her and she was upside down blood, just gushing out of her gills. And I said, well, just as well, I kept her cause she, she wouldn't have made it, you know? Yeah. But anyway, uh, I couldn't believe she bled like that, you know, cause it didn't look like she was hurt, but she was, and uh, she wouldn't have made it. No. So anyway, I kept her and, um, uh, Anyway, she, um, I've got a stringer mount at my house, and I've got like three trout on there that are like 30 inches, but they're thin, you know, nothing like baffin trout. And um, a buddy of mine said, well, you're going to add that fish to your stringer mount? I said, no way, <laughs> you know, it would dwarf those fish on that stringer mount. So I just had it, had her mounted a single, and, uh, and then I hung that corky devil in her mouth, just hung it in her mouth. And it looks looked good, but I told Paul, I said, "Paul, that that uh, paddle tail carkey, carkey devil did its job, man. I caught one fish on it, but it was a good one. You know, it weighed over ten, and that's the
1: one I was looking for. Well, but so it, yeah. it worked. That's always but, uh, a good sign, kind of like the first time." Uh, you know, I ever threw a mirror lure Little John, first cast with it, caught a five-pound trout on it, and I said, man, mm-hmm. I, had no, I had no idea that bait was going to turn out to be such an incredible soft plastic. It's crazy how things, oh, man. you know, you just, you never know till you throw. That's right. What you got. That's right. That's like,
2: that's like we always say, if you don't go, you don't know.
1: Well, you know? that's true. <clears throat> well, yeah. And it, uh, it's, I mean, look where we're at in. And product and man the technology and everything where we're at fishing and I mean oh gosh just when you think ah there's there's what other lure is somebody gonna come out with that's gonna do better than what we have already we've been saying that our entire careers and <laughs> it mm-hmm. happens every year somebody comes up with something and we and it's not that the other stuff doesn't work good we just want something new that we had never thrown before and try to master the art of of catching fish with that particular bait and something a little bit different the fish hadn't seen before, yeah. and they just go crazy over it. Well, I mean,
2: how many times do you, are you waiting <laughs> with somebody, and and you're not catching anything, and one guy is hammering them? You know, yeah. and you think, what are you throwing, man? Right. What are you throwing? I mean, it happens every time, you know, every time. And, uh, I mean, it's it's amazing. It is amazing. And I was down in Baffin one time with a a friend of mine, a couple of buddies of mine. We went down there and, uh, and that's back when, uh, the, um, Oh, Brown tide was real bad down there. Mm -hmm. It was really bad. And, um, I mean, you could, you couldn't see a bait more than six inches down, you know? Right. And, uh, and he was hammering them every cast and, and I'm going through my, my bait box. I'm going through every color imaginable, you know? And, um, and I finally I waded over to him and I said, "What in the world are you throwing, man? What color?" And you'd never guessed what color he was throwing, and, and, and you know it just Same didn't color match as the water. Well, it didn't match what you you would think that they would hit in that color of water. You know, right. it just didn't. And I said, y- "Give me one of those," you know. <laughs> and he gave me one of those baits, and I mean, first cast I was hooked up. I mean, it just it just didn't make any sense, you know. Well, so what you color don't know. was it? Uh, you know, I, I can see it in my mind, but I can't think of what they call it. Uh, it was kind of, it wasn't cream colored, but it was, uh, uh, if you could say it, I, I can, I can I remember what it was. No, no, it wasn't. It was, uh, oh, was kind of, it was light blue. It was kind of light blue colored. Um, blue moon? similar to that
1: it was similar to that it was an
2: off color it was a weird Uh color strange color i didn't you know i didn't even have a a package of those i didn't even have any of those and uh i didn't even think to bring any of those colors down there right and i said good grief i mean i'd have never thought to throw that bait in that color of water (laughs) you know and i mean they hammered it man it was amazing and, uh, I said, good grief.
1: Well, there's stories like this that we tell that the reason we have customers that change colors, every five cast looking for it. Yeah. <laughs> looking for true. the magic color. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, I do it too, you know? And, uh, a lot of times if I've got customers
2: that are, are catching fish and I'm, and I'm going through several different colors, um, uh, a lot of times I'm trying different colors to see if they're hitting something else. You know, mm-hmm. I do. And, uh You know, I'm not gonna I don't wanna catch their fish, uh, number one. Uh I let I want them to catch the fish, but uh but I'll try different colors. I'm saying, well I'm gonna I'm gonna try this, see if they'll hit this. But um but yeah, they um they'll hit they'll they'll find a certain color that they're hitting and and jump all them. Remember back when um oh um Oh, what was it, the the, the uh, yellow yellow color, uh, oh, gosh, uh, what do they call it? Uh,
1: candy corn?
2: No, not the candy corn, but the um, oh, the the yellow, real yellow colored.
1: Oh, uh, like lime truce like or what? Yeah, lime truce. Lamb oh, truce lime yeah, truce, yeah, okay.
2: When they first came out with lime truce, and, well, uh, that was the bait to have, you know. And I had two guys that were going to fish a little tournament. And uh, we were wading down there on that shoreline between Panther and Ayers. And and um, I told them, I said, guys, this is what they're wanting right here now. Man, this is what we're getting on. And uh, one guy said, well, I'm going to throw plum and chartreuse, truce. And, and the other guy said, well, I'm, I'm going to throw this. You know, I'm going to throw that. And I said, okay. But uh, this is what they're really wanting. They're wanting this lime truce. So we're wading down that shoreline, and I'm stringing about the fifth or sixth trout. And they have yet to have a bump, you know. And uh, one of them said, uh,
1: "You got any more of those?"
2: I said, "Yeah, but the farther we get from the boat, the more expensive." The more they expensive get. they are. That's
1: exactly right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that How bad do boy. you want one? <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: How bad do you want them? But, uh, and I'm always carrying a lot of a lot of baits. You know, I'll carry at least two bags of everything. You know.
1: Because Trout is always, you know, like flashy colors, you know. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, you know, your fluorescent pinks and lime trues. And, you know, I remember there was our water wasn't our water quality. Clarity wise, wasn't that good a couple of summers in a row. But I remember, I mean, it was good. It was fishable, but it just had that dinginess in it, you know, where it just. uh Yeah. And man, that electric blue with a white tail. Oh, yeah. uh, We called them cool tips. I've never seen a bait make that much difference in a couple of years of fishing like that bait did. We don't even throw that anymore. Don't even, Hmm. I don't even know anybody that makes them.
2: Well, we dipped a lot of them.
1: Yeah. These would come like that in the shrimp tails. You know, Hoagie made them. Kelly Wiggler Mm -hmm. made them in the shrimp tails and with, you know, we just called them cool tips. Yeah. And that darn and that Gary Anderson one year, he he started pouring his own baits. He made some molds out of shrimp tails, and uh, we'd save all of our our uh, old plastic, you know, from a day's fishing. I'd just fill up a couple of five-gallons of buckets with them and give them to him, and he'd melt them all down, and they would look like chocolate. Once all those colors were all mixed together, you know, And he started pouring them that color, and he called them pudding pops. And I remember for a long time that bait, you'd put a fire tail on it or a chartreuse tail on it, and you couldn't get it back. They they just ate that thing up. Mm. Just called them Mm. pudding pops. They looked like a fudge sickle, you know, that color. And traveling that stuff up, man. Isn't that
2: amazing? I mean, yeah it is amazing and uh it's like well i haven't, it's like a trout's thinking well i haven't seen that color you know and they're jumping on it
1: right but,
2: um it's it's crazy
1: and but you know uh, i you always, know, uh, remember back in the old days everybody had the color selectors you know you would drop that yeah. down and turn it on and tell you what color to throw and you know they had <laughs> yeah. all these color charts what uh Colors were most visible in dingy or deeper water and all that. And Red oh, yeah. was always at the top of the spectrum, but uh, electric blue always uh, was more visible in uh, all colors and light conditions than any other color made was electric blue for whatever oh, yeah. reason. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. to the fish's <clears throat> eye. But who knows yeah. what a fish sees? <laughs> <laughs> Only a fish knows. Yeah. We think yeah. we know, but we don't
2: right gosh almighty
1: all we do is do our trial and error fishing you know to figure it out yeah i'm always carrying two bags
2: two different uh two bags of uh baits you know of the same colors i'm always carrying at least two bags because hey if i'm catching fish on a certain color hey my customers want them you know want that color so i've got to have plenty of baits for my customers
1: so um, I'm yeah, always careful. kind of like an American Express card. Don't leave home without it. Exactly. <laughs> don't get out of the boat without it, man. <laughs>
2: exactly. Yeah, I better have plenty of
1: them. Oh, and, uh, we've seen a I'd... a wide spectrum of baits over the years, and uh, oh just... man, I
2: I got off on a on a reef down here on the channel one day on the Ship Channel, and and um, I had three guys, and boy, I mean they were they were good fishermen. And um, they weren't getting any hits at all, and i I was throwing uh this knock and tail lures right and a base, and uh I was throwing that uh, heavy metal and it's a clear with a kind of a gold metal flake in it, and uh-huh. um the sunshiny day oh man i was I was getting a hit every cast, and um that's all they wanted over that shell crazy and um, man oh man, uh, man, I called them over and I said, here, I started handing those baits out to them and, and they started hooking up. But that's all those fish wanted. That was it. I mean, these other guys
1: were throwing all of them,
2: every one of them were throwing a different color and they couldn't they couldn't buy a bite. They're all I standing that, on the same
1: school and there's that one color, you know, and it does not happen yeah. a lot, but we've seen it, you know, where that oh, if sure. you didn't if you didn't throw it, you weren't gonna catch fish. Pretty crazy. That's right. That's right.
2: It, you know, we've seen
1: it a thousand times. We've seen that a thousand yes, times. exactly. Yeah. yeah. Let me knock this break just, out. I'll be right back, man. Hang on a second. All right. Man. All right. Yeah. Well, I need to take a moment to tell everybody about Onyx PFDs. You know, approximately 70% of all fatal boating accident victims drown, and out of that 70%, 87% of them were not wearing a personal flotation device. A PFD, it's like wearing a seatbelt. It's the biggest safety feature And it's proven to save your life. And the Onyx AM24, that's the one I wear, and it's very comfortable. I really like it. It's convertible from automatic to manual or manual-only inflation. It has a low-profile design, and it keeps you comfortable in hot weather, and it has a soft neoprene neckline that won't rub you raw when you're moving from spot to spot in rough water. And the durable ripstop fabric, it resists tears and punctures. Inflatable PFDs, well, they're not recommended for children and non-swimmers, but Onyx has a complete lineup of flotation devices to fit every situation. For more information, visit onyxoutdoor.com, or you can check them out at Academy Sports and Outdoors. I wear Onyx PFDs. You should, too.
0: I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me.
2: Live from the Twin Peak Studios, Sports Radio Six Ten presents the Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman.
1: Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio Six Ten Outdoor Show on this Sunday morning. It's five thirty eight here in the Bayou City. All right, Lynn, we're back from another break, buddy. All right, ma'am. Yeah, we good. were talking colors and all that stuff, just uh Oh, yeah. You spend enough time doing this, you see all kinds of weird things, man. Oh, don't you? Don't you, you though? You really do.
2: I had, uh, I, I told you this before, but I had uh, one of those hologram car keys that uh, clear with a silver metal flake and that short tree's mm-hmm. tail. It was chewed all to pieces, you know. And uh, I, I gave it to Paul Brown one day. I went by his house, and I was shooting a bow with him, and I, I took it to him, and I said, Paul, I guarantee you this car key has caught over 100 trout. I can guarantee it, man! It was just chewed all to pieces, you know. Well, he hung it up on his uh, bulletin board there in his garage, you know, and uh, he put a little sign on it and said, "This corky caught over a hundred trout." <laughs> well, I was at the fishing show oh, a couple of years ago, and his and his boy was there, you know, selling right. corkies and stuff. And uh, Steve said, uh, "He said my dad still got that corky with that sign on it." <laughs> he said "Still got it." I said, well, I guarantee you, that that so saw, saw his better days, I'll guarantee you.
1: Oh, yeah. But it was chewed all two pieces. Boy, and you just, you uh, get you a bait like that that's caught a lot of fish, and you just, you take a deep breath after you catch a big fish with it and get it back, and it's still in good shape. It's not ripped up or bent out of mm-hmm. shape where you can't get it back right. You just. Just one more fish. <laughs> you just keep oh. hanging on to it, hoping that, that something doesn't mess it up. Especially if you hook a redfish, and you know how a redfish will destroy a, oh. a soft bait like that. They just they. Oh yeah. Them,
2: oh, I had a. I was fishing over on the, on the south shoreline there, and the, over by South Pass one day, and hooked a darn jackfish with a, on a carky, yeah. and, man, I chased him up and down that shoreline. I said, I just want my carky back, man. <laughs> You know, I just want my car key back, and I, I chased him up and down that shoreline until I finally wore him down. I don't know who was worn out more, him or me, but uh, I finally got him worn down enough to, to land him and get my car key back. But uh, oh man, yeah, it, uh, yeah, you don't want to lose those baits. I guarantee you.
1: No. Yeah. But well, uh, you guys anyway, had some good hunting weather this week. You know, people like cold weather for hunting. You're going to have it. Boy, oh, I'm telling you. Uh, even yeah, the ranch manager. in George me, West, it's going to be cold. <laughs> oh,
2: I'm telling you, that ranch manager called me. He said, uh, uh, "Don't forget your heater." I said, "Oh, that was the first thing I loaded in the truck."
1: <laughs> Guarantee
2: <laughs> you. And he said, "You got any extra propane bottles?" I said, "Yeah, I do." He said, uh, "Good, because I, I need one." I said, "Okay." Yeah, those <laughs> okay. little screw
1: ons Uh uh-huh can you believe how expensive those are now oh i know you know i've got an adapter that goes off a regular propane bottle and then you can screw that on there and fill those small bottles reuse them oh yeah that's the way to do it that's the way to do it really yeah put those small bottles in an igloo
2: and and get them chilled down good and uh then you can really fill them right get them real cold do that Yeah, yeah get them good and cold and, uh, then you can really put a lot of propane in them you can fill them up more, but, um, uh, that works real good. But, uh, yeah, you can fill them up that, um, we had, um, over on the neighboring rancher, that's what they were doing. They were, uh, filling their propane bottles. And, uh, you know, for, uh, for years, none, nobody used a heater and, uh, I had, uh, I had a customer one day that they were oil men from Oklahoma and 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 uh we're sitting there standing, it was in the twenties and uh boy it was cold. And uh, <laughs> yeah, this customer and I are sitting there and we're we're blowing frost, you know, <laughs> waiting on daylight and uh he said, Man, it's cold. I said, You want me to turn the heater on? He said, You have a heater? I said, Yeah. He said, well, heck yeah, turn it on. Well, I said, what are well, you I doing here, on. man? Fire that yeah. bugger up. <laughs> I turned on the heater. Boy, we were nice and toasty, you know, and we had a nice morning hunt. We get back to the camp house, back to the lodge, and everybody was complaining about how cold it was. And he said, my God, had a heater. And everybody turned and looked at me, and they said, you had a heater? And I went, well, yeah, my mama didn't raise a fool. <laughs> the next weekend, everybody had a heater. Everybody does. Yeah,
1: those little Mr. Buddies, have uh, they they pay oh, for yeah. themselves in one cold hunting trip. They're worth oh, every oh, penny. I'm telling you. Yeah, one and day. they last, uh, if you take care of them. They last forever, man. I've oh, got yeah. one I've had that, for years. We used to use, use them in a the duck blind, too, when hunting pit blinds.
2: Oh, you better mm-hmm. know it. Yeah,
1: I, uh, heck,
2: one morning we got in a stand. We couldn't open the windows because they were frozen shut until you fired that heater up and melt that ice around the windows,
1: then you could open them. Remember the old-timers used to use a coffee can with a roll of, to- roll of toilet paper in it and alcohol? I've done it. Yes, sir.
2: in a duck blind. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Been there and done it. Man, way back there, we used to do that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've Damn been down that sucks. road.
1: It yes, sir. Frosty, frosty decks on boats, slipping and sliding, fishing and that. Oh man! You know, <laughs> oh, yeah. blinds just frozen over, and now yeah, what we do for the great oh, outdoors? Man. Yes, sir.
2: Oh yeah, we've seen it all. I guarantee that.
1: And then you're sitting around what? the house, and the wife wants you to do some little chore outside. It's, well, let me let it warm up a little bit. <laughs> you wouldn't think twice about fishing or hunting in it, though. <laughs> I told you about in
2: '83 when I've had that hard freeze in '83. Oh,
1: the tw- the twelve days of Christmas. Oh my Ooh, lord, man, that was I was in cold an airboat
2: going. I was in an airboat boat going across the bay. That's six nasty. degrees. It was six degrees down here. Six. And uh, we ran across, and a uh, buddy of mine was running the boat. And I was holding a Q-beam, and uh, we got over to the other side, and he let off the gas, and we looked. It looked like that north wind had blown the water out of the bay, and but it was ice. It was ice <laughs> on the bay. I've never seen that. And uh, it was ice probably 300 yards uh, from the shoreline out oh, in the yeah. bay. And uh, that airboat would jump up on that ice, and slide on that ice, and then break through, <laughs> and, uh, and we got back in there where the blind was, and all that was frozen, and uh, they shut down, and, and was idling around out in front of the blind, breaking the ice up, and the ducks, the teal, widgeons, and pintails were just falling in there, where we were breaking up the ice, they were landing all around us. While you couldn't we were beat them out. Around. If
1: you had any kind of exposed open water, you couldn't beat the ducks oh. out of it back then. They, they you could Anywhere they could land, they wanted to sit down. That's right.
2: And I, I jumped down and just throwing decoys, no pattern, anything, just throwing them, you know. And uh, that buddy of mine, he said... He said, promise me you won't shoot till I get back. And he just ran the airboat over about 100 yards and just ran it up in the grass and, and then walked back. And uh, I just stood there and watched, watched the duck just fall into the decoys. It, it was incredible. It was insane. And that was, in 83, you could kill 10 pintails.
1: Yeah, and, you could. Um, you know, they're, they're talking we said, about bringing it back uh, next year, maybe letting us have three pintails next year instead of oh, one. Oh, really? That'd be sweet. Yeah, there's a lot of pintails oh, this year.
2: Oh man! Well, I tell you what, we we stood there and just said, "Look, nothing but drakes. We shoot nothing but drakes, bull sprigs, and um, and we had our we had our twenty, in about probably less than thirty minutes. My goodness, we had twenty twenty bulls.
1: Well, I tell oh, you, Port O'Connor's just... always been the pintail capital of Texas.
2: Oh, absolutely, and there's nothing prettier. Than about 50 pintails circling you and whistling coming in. There's and just you nothing. Look at
1: everybody in the that. blind, they'll be shaking like a dog. <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> you got 50 bull sprigs locked up, flaps down, buddy. Ooh. They're coming in. Yeah, oh, that's, oh. that's hard to beat. That is really There's hard nothing to beat. Prettier. Nothing prettier than
2: that. <laughs> Gosh, almighty. That's just nothing prettier. I mean, even widgeons. I mean, the widgeons, the same way. Oh, yeah.
1: I love shooting widgeons. They're, they're no, fine birds. And, and that's a fine table fair, too, buddy. Yeah, it is. They are
2: very Butter good ball to eat. widgeons. So, yeah, that's
1: a pretty bird.
2: It really is.
1: And I had a hunt years ago in Trinity Bay. We had a blind in the bay between uh, the Spillway and Red's Bayou. And six of us got in there that morning. And if you couldn't beat the widgeons off of us, they wanted in there. We were right on that grass line, and and uh, they just kept pouring in. And when we ended that hunt. We had 36 Drake widgeons. Just mm. mm. a clean, perfect hunt. No tea, No nothing. All that came in that morning was widgeons. They were decoying in like unbelievable.
2: Mm. Mm man and that, i'll never forget that's that pretty, it was
1: 30 30 35 years ago oh my goodness that's a pretty string of ducks that that was uh that was classic
2: mm, mm.
1: that's our memories you can't take them away from us that's Colos right and memories baby
2: and that's it man oh man yeah buddy my dad had uh had some buddies of his way back there when i was i was real young and now, I'll never forget this. My dad came home from a hunt. They were hunting on the Pipkin Ranch out of winter Yep. And remember that and uh, oh, anyway, yeah. he came in. He came in one day from a hunt with he and his buddies and they I'll never forget this. They had 32 greenheads wow. and four greater canadians. I mean, you talk about some pretty pretty ducks and and four graders.
1: That, that's, that, that's a heck of a strap right there bud that, that's that's a pretty strap especially for the coast you know that's, yeah. that's that's coastal prairie right there yeah it is and that's where you grew yeah. up over there in that uh golden triangle area and that's uh boy i oh, remember yeah. from from port Arthur to to Anawak, that used to be some of the most prime you know goose and duck hunting of all time oh, yeah. i mean it was just incredible yeah, well, I
2: grew up hunting uh, in the Sea Rim Marsh down at Sabine Pass. That's where I grew up hunting mainly. Right. And uh, oh man, we we'd run back in there, uh, oh about a couple of miles, I guess, Texas Bayou, and uh, then get out and get out of the boat and walk across that prairie. And it was it was easy walking. It was just like walking on your on your floor, uh-huh. but uh, on that salt grass. But uh, we'd walk about oh half a mile and uh, across the pond and get, then walk to another pond and I had a blind built out there <clears throat> my dad and I built a blind that was real low profile and um, and then we cut salt grass and bundled salt grass and tied it to the wire real low and when you're sitting there in the blind if you just leaned over that grass would kind of lay over you and I mean you could walk up to that blind and you couldn't even tell it was a blind. I mean it was real low profile. Right. And I mean we used to we used to shoot the wigeons and pentails out of that blind like you wouldn't believe. I mean it was it was the best blind in the whole area. Boy, we had some good hunts out of that blind.
1: Well, this uh front here ought to bring in a new batch of ducks. It you know, should for the for the end of the season. That's ought to Guess bring some will. more birds Guess to it, us. Ought to and be that's right what we always here. lived for was these big Arctic blasts so that it would freeze all the water over up north and all those birds would come to the coast. I remember in 83 when that, uh, that Arctic blast hit, I mean, you'd look up in the sky and there was just thousands and thousands of ducks just all disoriented and everything. They'd come to the coast and seen the guff oh, and yeah. they'd backflow, you know, trying to find a marsh pond with open water. It was just, uh, oh yeah. I don't know whether we'll ever live to see that again. That was just crazy.
2: Oh, that's why there were so many pentails. I mean, it was yeah. unbelievable,
1: you know. It was crazy. Yeah, crazy. And geese, my goodness. Oh. they just pouring in. You know,
2: I'm seeing more geese down here between Port O'Connor and Port Lavaca. Uh, well, they planted a bunch of rice, and so now there's a bunch of geese on this rice out here. But uh, it sure is good to see them, you know. Yeah, I was driving yeah. in, driving into Port Lavaca the other day, and gosh, I, I wanted to just pull over and just watch them, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, sure, it's good to see them. A lot, of, a lot of dark geese and a lot of snows and blues. But, um, you know, it's just great to see it. And, and uh,
1: I mean, we used to live for that. Yeah, I remember I had years to, back, we'd be driving out I-10. You know, east of town, there was always just tons of birds. You know, on both sides mm-hmm. of the highway, all the way to Louisiana, on all that rice belt through there. But oh. uh, going out through Katy, going west, going deer hunting. Oh my goodness! Oh yeah. You're lucky you lucky even see one goose bird out there nowadays. Well,
2: now all you see are houses.
1: Yeah, you know it's my how things have changed. It's crazy. Isn't that the truth? Yeah. Isn't that the truth?
2: I had uh, I had cataract surgery done several years ago, and and uh, and about about three weeks about three weeks after i had that surgery well um i got invited on a goose hunt out of garwood and um i said well this will be a good test you know and so they they said well we're gonna we're gonna pass shoot them uh, we're gonna lay in this bar ditch and there's a big concentration of geese and uh, we're gonna pass shoot them go into that concentration so i said okay so we're laying in the ditch and they said look we're not gonna shoot any snows we're just gonna shoot blues i said all right so we're laying in the ditch and there came this big group of geese heading to that concentration. Boy, they're all locked up, bitching the head over, Chinoan. You know, so this, I looked over at this buddy of mine and he said, All right, let's take this group. So we raised up to shoot, and, and uh, I was going to pop this blue. And uh, when I raised up to shoot this blue goose, there was a snow next to him. And when I looked at that snow, I could see the band on his leg. <laughs> And, I, and I just, I'm shooting I just snow. Pulled, <laughs> I pulled over and popped that snow. Boy, I, I popped him first and then I pulled over and, and killed two blues. So we jumped up to go pick these geese up and I, I went out there and grabbed that snow first. And he said, Hey, I told you not to shoot any snows. I said, Well, this one's got jewelry. <laughs> and I held him up and showed him I had that band on him. He said, You saw that band? I said, Yes, I did. So I shot him first,
1: <laughs> but I yeah, can see years that. Years I had a crawfish pond, pond that I hunted a lot, you know, in that Winnie area over at Daviga Ranch, and, uh, man, we're killing greenheads. I mean, it that that year it was a greenhead and a speckled belly hole. I mean, it was guaranteed every day, and uh, – this group of speckle bellies, I called them in, got them right there real close and called a shot, and everybody's shooting. And I looked over to the right. This one was peeling off, and that neck collar was shining like a diamond in a ghost belly. I popped him. Dog went and got him and brought him in, and it had a neck collar and two leg bands. I said, boy, I'll it's be a done. stupid goose right here to get, you know, banded that huh. many times. But he had made, no. uh, from the northern Arctic, he would made a bunch of trips down to Texas. That's crazy, man that's that is something, isn't it mm-hmm. you know i've killed I've
2: killed three doves that were banded, yeah, three doves, actually two white wings and one morning dove, right yeah, but uh, that morning dove was banded in north Dakota
1: really that's amazing, mm-hmm. yeah, well, that's why they're a migratory game bird.
2: That's right. That's well, in right. South
1: Texas, is loaded with doves, you know, this year, like I hadn't seen in a long time. I mean, I've no, never seen the likes of doves down there. Just crazy. Mm, mm. Man. But we couldn't dove hunt all the, you know, all the good dove areas we had to shoot. There was just too many deer hunters. When we were there, we never did get to make a shoot because everybody mm-hmm. was deer hunting. Yeah. I miss that. That's what we usually oh, do in man. the afternoons. You know, if it warms up, you get those... Cold mornings and warm afternoons, we just uh, dove hunt instead of deer hunt. Oh, yeah. Get your 28 gauge out or your 410. That's get it. After it. Yep. All right, Lynn. Yeah. Well, hey, buddy, it's been enjoyable and uh, good luck with your Cajun hunt this week. That ought to be fun oh, taking care of those. It'll guys, be man. fun. I guarantee you, man. Oh, I guarantee you. Promise you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, buddy. Well, somebody wants to call you about hunting or fishing. Give them a number, man.
2: Yes, sir. They can get me at uh, 361 nine three five six eight
1: three three all right buddy lynn have a good shoot be safe and uh hopefully you got some good stories for me next week
2: oh i'm, I'm sure i will i know
1: you will <laughs> all right brother yeah. you take care all man. right all right all right you too mick have a all good right. one buddy all right Bye. that's captain lynn smith down in port O'Connor, fixing to head to george west all right well let's Time for the top of the hour break with the national anthem and all that. You're listening to the outdoor show here at Sports Radio 610. We'll be right back.
0: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H track, all wheel drive, and three row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all new Hyundai Santa Fe.